0: be talking about Ronda Rousey and continuing to determine what exactly happened to her at UFC 207. We're going to talk about Amanda Nunez, and now Amanda says that she wants to retire already. We're talking about Michael Bisbing. He is elected to get surgery and will be out for quite a few months Conor McGregor's going to do a pay-per-view interview. What is going on in MMA? Well, Tony Ferguson decided to become the smack-talking king of MMA, and a new segment brought to you by UFC Fight Cast called FanCast Flashback. We're going to take a look at the historical relevancy of Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bond. And join us right now on MMA FanCast.
1: Surprise, surprise, surprise. Rydog
0: Dog is in the house on MMA FanCast. Brought to you by Octagon247.com. We are here. We had told you last podcast that I was going to be out of town. And heading to Thailand. And I am heading to Thailand tomorrow. But we decided to do an early podcast this week. Jim Saharamuni. This is normally where you might hear him say, what's up, what's up, what's up. But guess what? The old age is getting to Sahara. (laughs) The old age has attacked his immune system and he has flu-like symptoms that has kept him in bed for three days now. What's up, what's up, what's up? We need your well wishes for our buddy, Jim Sahara Mooney. Getting the flu for someone like me, in my you know, middle age, is one thing. But when you're elderly, <laughs> such as Jim Sahara Mooney, it can be a very, very brutal thing. So, like I said, please send your well wishes and your prayers to Jim Sahara Mooney. Joining me today, I have a special guest. Back from the dead. Back from the deceased. He is raring to go on this great weekend. Uh, Looking forward to uh, a a little football game tomorrow. He's got his Pittsburgh Steelers hoodie on already. Ladies and gentlemen, Terry Dactyl.
1: Hello out there. I know everybody has missed me. What was I? I did this. No, no, no. I didn't do it last week. Was it the week? You didn't do it
0: last week? and.
1: Sahara says you weren't there the week
0: before. I thought you were. He says it, was, it would have been you missed two straight podcasts. Possible,
1: yeah. So I was in Las Vegas. Um, I didn't really see a whole lot of um, MMA advertisements or anything like that, but I did talk to the cab driver, and he was just shocked about the Rousey loss. Um, I got I to gotta, I gotta kick us off with a quick note. So, you know me, being the casual fan. I was listening to uh, another podcast. I know we don't name drop other podcasts on this show, but I was listening to another one. And was this an MMA podcast or was this a sports podcast? It was neither. Okay, good. It was neither, good. Um, and but one of the one of the concepts that they talked about that I wanted to get your thoughts on is it talks about MMA math. And how MMA math doesn't add up. And Never so the, does. So, so the example uh, they were giving is, okay, so Ronda Rousey gets crushed by Amanda Nunez, yet crushes Kat Zingano. Kat Zingano beats Amanda Nunez. Yes. I think it's what makes it so difficult to predict who's going to win these fights. I'm almost wondering if it's, if it's getting too technical. Like you don't—not that we need to see any of the crazy fights that we used to see before the mismatches, but is it getting to the point where it's it, it's all kind of the same and same styles? And uh, kind of I don't stuff? think so. I think it's to the point where you have
0: to be well-rounded enough to be able to, to defend different um, strengths of someone else, and if you are not well-rounded enough, as Rousey was exposed that you will be exposed.
1: Was there anybody that she fought before then that was, like, anywhere near the level of striking that Amanda Nunez or Holly Holm is?
0: Um, outside of home, no. I mean, there were some people that had power, but not the not the skills of a professional kickboxer, a long-time professional kickboxer, or the skills of Nunez, who has proven to be someone who is at such an elite level, um... In her striking, that it was—it's actually kind of surprising how much she was able to attack and just get in there and and go at it. So this cab driver. So you're you're yeah. talking to this cab driver. Yes. Tell me about it. What, what what he's an MMA fan
1: apparently. Yeah, I mean, was he a casual fan like yourself? He... <laughs> I don't know. We we didn't get into it. We didn't get into it too much. Um, the but, weird thing is, wait, let me ask you this. Yeah. They have cabs still in. Vegas. It's not <laughs> yeah. all
0: it's not all like um Uber and Ubers
1: anything. and stuff. Well, I, you know, when you go into when you go into Vegas there is this really long cab line. And I don't know I've honestly it seems like every time I go in it's for some sort of corporate event and I usually find somebody else that I know and they're waiting in the cab line and it's just I've always gone to the cab line. I don't even know where you'd meet an Uber. I I've, as it as it gets to the point where we're getting into crazy winners i uber to the airport anyways so i uber there but once i get there i'm usually cabinet um, but he was yeah he was a he was an mma fan and um, he certainly wasn't expecting the Rousey loss just like although i there was another quick comment i wanted to make so i think it was shannon sharp who said and i thought i thought this was i thought this was pretty true he said it's like Ronda Rousey cheated on MMA. She's doing all these movies. She's doing promotions. She's doing WrestleMania. She's doing all this stuff, right? She's She's got to build up in her head that she is the baddest woman on the planet, right? I don't think that's
0: the case coming into the Nunez fight. I don't know. Do you th- – well? I mean – I, we've discussed this. I, I, I blame a lot of that loss on... Greg Jackson? No. Greg Jackson? <laughs> Not Greg Why Jackson. Why would I blame it's him? The poor guy? <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's, who's our coach? It's to very, you know... It, yeah. Well, what was I thinking? Great. See, it just goes to show well, I always a fan I am. I always say if... If
1: if Greg Jackson was... She was that's right. Jackson, Whipple John, right. okay. Camp...
0: Yeah then um yeah. But with being in a small camp, I, I you know, I just think there you can only go so far, you're gonna come up against different skill sets that you if you have not spent a lot of time preparing against that you're just gonna get torn apart by certain things and if you're not able to practice it, then how are you gonna deal yeah. with it in a fight? And the most telling thing for me is in the Rousey fight is Watching, um, watching it over. I watched it again, and and all forty eight seconds of it. Yeah, well, uh, just watching the lead up to it and stuff. And a- actually, that's not a fight I really want to watch again. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't want to see it. it. It's just not. I, I mean, so watching it over again, I saw even. It, I mean, it just so stands out so much how. She did the opposite of what she should have been doing, and and she wasn't clearly wasn't training. When I get in trouble standing, what do I do? Clinch. The natural clinch. thing is to, to to get away from someone, right? And and what she needed to be doing <laughs> was to be getting closer to her and getting right. that clinch. And yeah. and she did the exact opposite. And so yep. that 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 became clear to me that her game plan. Or her planning, maybe the game plan was to do that, but obviously they didn't do that enough in practice. That that did not become her new instinct in that situation, and that yeah. should have been. Yeah. She should have been practiced so many time and time again. You see, wrestlers, they get rocked, they shoot. That that just yeah. they go back to what they know, and what she should have been practicing, time and time again, was getting. You get in trouble, you get close because yep. you need to. You don't need the distance. You want the opposite of that. And She did the exact opposite. She gave distance, which fell right into Nunez's game plan. Yeah.
1: Okay. Two exciting announcements. I want you to give both of them. What are they? Okay. Well, there's I two don't. Two exciting announcements. I don't know what Podcasting, those might be. Yes, okay. The first one is obviously climbing the charts. Well, yeah. There's there's been some uh, there's been some good
0: you guys are listening to the podcast and we are so thankful that you guys are listening to the podcast guys the The important thing is we need for you to click that subscribe button we need for you to not just listen on occasion we need for you to subscribe and listen every week um, please go to uh, pause the podcast right now and go and, and subscribe to Rate, the podcast. review, and subscribe. Also, yeah, we need some, uh, you know, as a new podcast, we're really looking to get feedback from you guys. So you guys can do that w- multiple ways. You can you can email us at info at octagon247.com, t- as well as you can... Um, if you want to leave a, a good, positive review on iTunes, we are looking for um, good reviews. And, and so we'd love to see... It helps the algorithm. It does. It helps us out. So if you want to be able to help us out, give us a good review um, on iTunes or on wh- whichever platform you're listening to us. If you're listening to us on Stitcher, you're listening to us on, you know... I don't know. We're signed up for a bunch of them, so yeah. You should be able to whatever you're listening to us on. Give us a give us a good review on there. Yeah. As well as another way that you can keep us on the air and and keep us going is because guess what? We, what do we get? We got a sponsor, man. We got we got a sponsor. UFC Fight Club is a sponsor. We're gonna actually we we had a little. A delay. Sahara Mooney, his illness has caused a delay in getting that up on the website. But who knows? By the time you get this, it may be up there. We would love for you to subscribe to UFC Fight Pass through octagon247.com. That's octagon with an A. O C T A. (laughs) That's confusing. There we go. It's not (laughs) octagon. It's not octagon either. (laughs) It's octagon. Octagon247.com. Um, a little delay in getting that up on the on the website, but that should be up any day now. Sign up. We're going to do uh something new here this week, and we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But um yeah, sign up for fight pass through us. That'll keep us going. That'll that'll pay the bills. And um keep us keep the lights on. Keep the lights on, right? Huh? So Moving on, um, we have, you know, we're looking at a at a weekend tonight where there is no UFC action. There is a Bellator event, but we're not really going to gonna get too much into what's happening tonight. And by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll be the over news. and done with. <laughs> and, we, and it hasn't happened yet, so we can't review it. So yeah. we're not even going to cover that. Um, what I do want to talk about is you talked a little bit about Amanda Nunez. Yep. And she has recently said, and you being the casual fan, you probably haven't read this. She has recently said that after like two or three title defenses,
1: wants to to start a family.
0: She said after two or three title defenses, she's going to retire. She wants to, to start a family. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't like to hear that from the champ. I really don't. I mean, again. Sitting from the perspective of I I want to see good fights, I want to see champions build up, I want to see fights mean something, which, again, means the champion means something. I, I, it's not like Amanda Nunez is such a draw that I'm like, oh no, it's going to be one of her last fights, I need to see it. It's kind of like, well, geez, she's, why should I care about her? She's going away. Yeah, she's the she's the champ now, but... Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, I Yeah, that's kind of the way that. It,
0: that makes me feel as well as a as a hardcore fan. Um I've never I didn't really like her haven't really liked how she's kind of um talked about Rousey after the fight. So not really a a fan of not hearing that.
1: There's not a lot of class there. Yeah, not
0: not not what I really want to hear from someone that I want to like. And so, but why
1: do we like Conor McGregor so much? I mean, that guy talks so much trash. He doesn't do it but after. I love it. It's a good point. He doesn't do it after the it's fight. A good point. It's he talks, a very good he, point. He does it
0: with the specific intention of building up a fight, and then once that's over, he's done.
1: Yeah, it's a good point.
0: Um, and 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 then the promotion of a fight, he may get on other fighters, or you know, it's all part of the promotion of his fight. Yeah. Um. But you don't really hear it afterwards, and that's part of the reason. I don't know. Maybe we would like him because he's just so funny. And <laughs> like Nunez never said anything that was funny. She just said berated uh, her opponent. Yeah, she just diminished her own win um, the way she talked about Rousey.
1: Yeah, I mean when you when you beat your opponent so handedly, and then you still feel the need to to, to uh, insult your opponent it's it's strange because it almost makes it seem like okay so you're saying that Rousey wasn't as tough as everybody thought she was you obviously proved that you don't need to say it your actions don't need to say it it's kind of like why why, why is Cody Garbrandt uh, offering Dominic Cruz a rematch
0: that's probably his biggest money fight right off
1: I, I mean is that I mean why 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 is he talking about Cruz he beat Cruz what is he what does he need in a rematch that's what
0: I'm saying it's probably his biggest it's probably the most most money he's going to make on a fight
1: well, is that rematch. Wh- but what's there's no need for he he clearly well, he's the long
0: time champion that deserves a rematch. I mean, I think that if Dominick Cruz wants an immediate rematch, he gets it.
1: Even when, even before uh, Delishaw.
0: Yeah, as a long time long reigning champion, you've earned the right at an immediate rematch.
1: I would almost want to wait to see what happens in that next fight.
0: I, if I were Cruz, I wouldn't
1: want a rematch right away. I I don't think he should. I mean, uh, what what anticipation is there from a fan? Well, so I you mean, do know
0: that they've announced that Dillashaw and Garbrandt are are the next Ultimate Fighter coaches.
1: Oh, that's right. And when is that? It so that the next means summer? that that that's that the is next the next fight. fight. Yeah. Okay. I did. I think I did hear that.
0: Um. But with Nunez, you like to go on rabbit trails. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about Amanda Nunez before we move on to something else. Amanda Nunez, when I hear that she's going to retire after two or three fights, I think, you think you're going to make this much money all the time, don't you? (laughs) That's what I immediately think. Yeah, yeah. You think, oh, now that I'm champion, I'm defending the title, and this is the money that comes from defending the title. Nope. Rude awakening, Amanda. You made more money this past fight than you'll ever make again combined. So, <laughs> so you may think you're financially set because you're gonna have two or three paydays like you just had. You're not. I hate yeah. to tell you, Rousey, Rousey's the draw. You are not going to draw millions of fans like we're drawn to, unless you give Rousey a rematch, which That's that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. So. Um, sorry, hate to break the news to you, Nunez, but if that's part of your thinking—two uh, or three of these checks—and I'm—and I can retire and start a family, I would beg to differ.
1: What if she fights, um,
0: Cyborg? Yeah, what if she, she still won't Cyborg? be a payday like this, and she'll—she has a lot better She'd get chance a decent of losing, day, right? Well, so she would need to fight up, and it she get a decent payday but it's not but then Rousey then it's payday. a
1: catchweight
0: yeah and it wouldn't be for the, the belt but right. i i mean i could see her taking that fight she's a big 35 pounder yeah look how much bigger she was than Rousey. she was huge huge absolutely huge so i i just think Nunez, you know i understand that that would be nice and this is what i mean you have so many female fighters that are talking about retiring so young you just gotta wonder like is that is it just like kind
1: of a different sport for women i don't know i you know think look we we uh we'll talk about this later in the podcast about stephen bonner and um and forrest griffin right and how different that fight looks from what a to me at least from what a fight looks now. Oh
0: absolutely without a doubt
1: and I think we're, we're probably in the midst of that when it comes to women's MMA and that they continue to improve. You see somebody like a star like Ronda Rousey is built and then she's exposed and we'll probably continue to see different fighters that rise up and knock off who we thought were the you know the legitimate fighters it's a lot of it's going to change i mean i don't know i i can't i I don't have a crystal ball i can't tell you how it's going to change i just know that the more the more people that ronda rousey inspires now right who who got into a fight camp a year or two ago not or not or not even a fight camp right but just a school an mma school right Uh they're training now they Uh were inspired by ronda rousey now all of a sudden you know Five six years from now, those people are actually coming up and ready to fight. They have a different background and they've been able to look and review from these fights without, you know, somebody like Ronda Rousey, if she's had the success, it can, it's very easy to be blinded by that success. Whereas if you were a new up and coming fighter and you've, you're, you're O and O, right? You're, you're a clean slate. You can, you can absorb information differently than a fighter who's already in the game in the fight game now so it's it's gonna change it's just a matter of how yeah well i mean it's just discouraging for me
0: because you know once someone makes it to the top is when you really start to be invested in them as a fighter and now we're having quite a few women who are in what for men is their prime which is 30 31 years old that are looking to walk away from the game or walking away from the game. And Rousey, Misha Tate, yeah. now Nunez. And it's like, wow, are, are we going to just see women get to the top, have a couple fights, and that, that'll that be it? And Because that, that's what that's it's not seeming good. to
1: be. It, it, you're absolutely right. That's what's happening, and it's not good for the sport.
0: I mean, Misha Tate has been around for a very long time and fought a lot of fights, but she won the belt, reached the – peak wasn't able to wasn't able to defend it lost a couple lost defending it and then lost another fight and retired
1: it's the same thing with holly Holm. holly Holm, well no except she didn't retire well she didn't retire that's a good point but i again i think i've said this before in private conversation but i, I don't once holly Holm loses her next two fights I don't understand, for me as a casual fan, how I'm going to be drawn into her as the main event. I know we talked about, well, it's a different weight class and all that kind of stuff. But, well, think about this.
0: If she boxed her whole career as a 45-pounder, and she's been cutting to make 35 because that's what the UFC has, and she's not at her optimal weight, which I'm not saying that, I, I don't know what her optimal weight is, but... That can make a big difference. And so I don't know if it's going to or not, but there's a potential that that could be a big deal.
1: Yeah, I I think people would want us to think that because it's a draw to, to watch her to fight. I just, I think when the dust settles, I think you're going to see the same susceptible Holly Holm that you've seen in her last two losses.
0: Well, and that's very, I mean, if... Home can keep a fight standing. Home's got a really good chance, sure. But she's not super aggressive. She she no. she she's not like an aggressive fighter. It's
1: almost like she's a little bit reactive.
0: Yeah, and and that's fine. You could be a good counter, but like you attack on the counter, like, right. and you aren't like passive. I don't know. I I wish. I think she has the skill set, the skill level to be aggressive. I just don't see her. Going for it. I mean she's a very highly accomplished boxer and kickboxer. Like that's not an issue.
1: I wonder if she's gonna look as jacked as she did against Rousey if she's going up ten pounds. Depends on what kind of ten pounds she's carrying. (laughs) Right, I guess. If she has to
0: cut to make it, then she's gonna look jacked. Yeah. If she doesn't have to cut very much to make it, then she's gonna look like a little soft. Yeah. If it's muscle that she's carrying around, then that's great.
1: Yeah. But I don't think it's usually muscle, the extra muscle that people carry around, because you can't just... I mean, that stuff just doesn't go away during a weight cut, but...
0: Well, exactly. But I'm saying now that you're moving to 45...
1: You, you could, might bulk you could, up a little bit. You
0: can bulk up some. You can... Yeah. Like, some people intentionally do She's don't, like jacked. Yeah. Some yeah. people intentionally don't bulk up, because... They can't lose it.
1: Yeah, somebody I think a while back somebody accused her of some sort of hormones or something. Well, that was because like she
0: was sporting a pretty nice beard. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: just so, kidding. I mean, uh, I'm gonna watch it, right? I don't. Are you gonna be around for the fight?
0: I will. You'll be out of the country. What, what, oh, You're traveling man, world class traveling man. Two o oh, oh, nine. You won't be here for two o oh, nine. I won't be. I'm not here for many fights. You're, you're I'm not going, even here for 210.
1: You're on a cruise for 210. 210 now, 209 is Khabib and Ferguson. Habib. Yeah. Excuse me. Habib and Ferguson. It's not Habib. Yeah, it's Habib. Okay. It's got a K in front, but I think it's pronounced Habib. How do you know? I I pick up on these things. I never heard, hear him called Habib. I hear him called Khabib. I I called him Khabib. For, somebody was calling him Habib. I think it's technically pronounced Habib. And a lot of Americans call him Cubby. But you guys can, you know, troll us on Twitter and let us know which one it is.
0: I call him Sahara Mooney. (laughs) Nobody calls Sahara Mooney. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sahara, let me tell you, I, I called Sahara Mooney. And, you know, we do the, 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 uh, Line up for the night what were yeah, I thought yeah. he was
1: doing the lineup. he the was the supposed night. to and so he hadn't, I hadn't heard from him right he's like the kid that didn't do his homework so I didn't want to show up for school. Well, <laughs> so I call him tonight, I don't
0: know, a couple hours ago, and I'm like, hey, and he answers hello oh. the guy I mean he always sounds like he's a couple breaths from death anyway, because he's, he's pretty old, but he sounded like death. Uh, I haven't gotten out of bed. Blah, blah. So
1: why was he thinking he could come?
0: He just no, he didn't think he could come. Oh. He just wasn't he wasn't um, polite enough <laughs> to inform me that he hadn't done anything for the lineup and and that he wasn't coming. So oh, okay. that was how I found out was making that call, Sahara. And so um yeah that was that was how I got that information. A little nugget. Little nugget of information. We have a new a new thing for tonight's podcast. It's going to be a new segment we're going to have it sponsored is.
1: by UFC Fight Pass.
0: Sponsored by UFC Fight Pass. And um but before we get to that, we're going to we're going to do some other stuff. I want I got some news for you. Michael Bisbing this week decided to get No, he didn't get hurt. No, I thought he got hurt. No. No, he didn't get okay. hurt. Okay. He decided to get knee surgery.
1: Oh yeah, knee surgery. Okay. Yeah,
0: the old meniscus like uh-huh, stuff. A little going tighten on. it up, we'll a yeah. little sew
1: up here. Then... Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So that'll
0: keep him out of action for a couple more months. So we'll get he the, just re- will get the season. Retain the belt. Yeah, he loves that thing, okay, man. Okay, come on, man. Like like seriously. He won the belt. Great fight, mad props. He has yet to defend it against someone he should be defending it against. It's been like what five years now. He almost lost. He almost lost to Hendo. Exactly. He sh- right. he almost lost to Hendo. That's what I'm saying. A retirement fight for a 50 year old. Yeah. Come on. He almost beat him. I know. It was a good fight. I know it was. You were up. We were here. We, we were, were in the studio. We were
1: live in the studio to watch that one.
0: Watching the fights. Um, we yeah. can't both drink at the same time. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> you, just a tip out there. If any of you ever do a uh, live podcast at some point, or even dead, a taped podcast, or, a, for that or even a tape podcast, you do not want silence. It is not good for the listening audience. You know, I, we say that, and yet I've listened to podcasts
0: where they'll have like they'll have like five seconds of silence, like Joe Rogan's podcast. They'll just sit there for five seconds and not think twice about it. Yeah,
1: but it's Rogan's podcast. <laughs> Come on. I mean Joe Rogan can get away with anything. <laughs> pretty can't much. He? Pretty much. Although I gotta wonder, is does does he have some health issues? I noticed some of the discolori- uh discoloration in his skin.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I hope he's okay.
0: He's just not as white as you, dude. <laughs> I
1: am, for for like, those I, who I just can't looked see at me, your am... your hands are like yellow.
0: <laughs>
1: it's jaundice. What is
0: wrong with you? Not, nope. Maybe Rogan should be
1: concerned about you instead of you concerned about Rogan. I think I'm the least. Uh, I'm the least of Rogan's concerns. I'm sure. No, I'm. I'm very white. I'm so white that I glow.
0: Well, I don't think your your face is nearly as white as your hands are.
1: My legs. Do you remember you guys call me chalk for legs? Chalk.
0: <laughs> What's <laughs> them two pieces of chalk sticking out of your shorts? Um. Well, that's. Just, we were just talking about how. You 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 lift upper body only when you lift.
1: Who, me? Yeah.
0: You're getting a call? What, what are you? too? Bi- you got too much going on for a live <laughs> podcast here? Like, hold on. Hold, wait one second. Let me check and see. I thought maybe calling. it was
1: Joe Rogan. I thought maybe he was listening and he heard. Even though we aren't podcasting,
0: <laughs> broadcasting our podcast. Well, it's live to us. Well, here's, here's what also I want us to start doing is I'd like for us to start doing the youtube video podcast i think it would be we
1: did it once yeah we're up to we're we're making uh making some sense off that right (laughs) (laughs) making some big sense (laughs)
0: no but i i I think it you know we got to start people want to see us people want some more dactyl in their lives they want some more rod dog in their lives and then there's sahara
1: yeah, I'm afraid if we put him on camera that we may lose some of our audience. I mean, maybe we have the camera <laughs> fixed
0: so it's like down on us and he's like <laughs> off the camera view. Hey, Sahara,
1: what's up? What's up? What's up?
0: We we do miss him. I mean, oh, of course.
1: First, yeah, Any any one of the trifecta, if any of us are missing, it is not the same. Well, here's the funny thing is, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. No, you don't. I don't think you do. When,
0: when Sahara's here, like sometimes he gives us like a nice long break, like we don't have to talk. Like he's just like, <laughs> who knows what he's saying. The old guy just goes off and does his own thing. I can like one time I, I um, you know, did my wrote a diary one time (laughs) i uh i left for 15 minutes to do my hair he could probably do a two-hour solo cast (laughs) he could (laughs) he just i mean he doesn't know what he's saying but why should he be any different than anyone else oh sahara we're just serious um (laughs) moving on Wait, wait
1: i thought you were gonna say we 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 really started uh, climbing the charts. For any of you uh, listeners out there, if you'll notice, if you click on MMA, you'll see we're one of the first few podcasts now. If you go on to uh, Top Sports Podcast, you'll see us somewhere on the list, depending on what the day is. Um, all of that's really good, and the funny thing is, is a lot of that just started to happen as I was on a two-week hiatus from the podcast, so... We'll know if if uh, if everybody stops listening that they are really sick and tired of Pterodactyl and him running his mouth. So we'll see. It is pretty cool to see the 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 charts and see our
0: podcast up there with, Joe podcast up there with ESPN
1: podcasts and all of these and my different- favorite Steve Austin. I thought. We were, in fact, we were right next to, we were right behind Steve Austin. But that updates, like, pretty regularly, like, every, like, within an just, hour. J- I know, but just to be next to Steve Austin on the podcast charts, who, you know, occasionally I listen to his podcast. I thought that was cool. That is cool. In the wrestling world, I marked out for that.
0: That is cool. He is a mark. Um, Michael Bisbing out until May, um he's gonna have surgery
1: yeah i i call me cynical cynical definitely cynical
0: i didn't mean i literally wanted you to call me cynical okay
1: all right cynical go ahead no my name is ryan <laughs>
0: could you call me ryan okay i'll call you ryan okay um or ride dog works but that's not that's yeah whatever going uh, michael bisbing elect, elective surgery i think that you know he's just extending that <laughs> sending that champion streak yeah that's uh, that's what i'm thinking um moving on it was announced this week this is kind <laughs> of a weird one that connor mcgregor is going to be on pay-per-view very soon
1: yeah with ariel hawani in an interview for four dollars and ninety-one cents? What's up with that? Four. Do, so I think that's like,
0: I don't know what the conversion rate is right now between uh, the four dollars. I think it might be four dollars, four pounds. I don't know what the conversion rate is though. Okay. But um, I think that whatever it is, it translates to four dollars U.S. dollars and ninety-one cents. So for a pay-per-view interview. For hour long interview and there's like this after party and stuff and they're selling 5,000. they sold five thousand tickets to this thing it's like, like a black tie affair yeah
1: and so like wh- what do you think about that I don't know I'm thinking that because we're plugging it on the podcast we should have got them to sponsor the show uh, but well this this one will be on the house for our uh, for our boy Errol Hawani uh, who we had a, we had a nice conversation with in Cleveland and he kind of Um, backed out on, on, uh, I don't know that having a discussion, I don't know that he was ever in on that. Uh, but as soon as I framed up the conversation, well, but you know, you can understand, I mean, he's, he's one of the top ranked MMA podcasts. Yeah. I don't think we're a threat to him. I don't think we're a threat to him at all, but it's nice to see us listed on the same charts as they are. Mm -hmm. I think that's nice. Ahead of them were we ahead of, we were at uh, certain down. points a I certain think we points, were. I think so uh, I don't think he's threatened by us though I don't I agree <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly it would have been nice to catch up with him but Ariel Hawani is going to be interviewing Conor McGregor uh, for a couple pounds and what do I think about that um, I think if it wasn't on pay-per-view I think maybe I'd be interested but I don't know that I understand why I would pay $4 for an interview just personally, um, I think if you are, if maybe if that's a hometown affair, um, maybe it's different in the UK. Maybe they monetize things differently. I just think in the US, we're used to our promotions and our interviews to be paid for by advertisements. You know, similar to how you know we're sponsored by Fight Club. Um, they expect that, um, or. Americans in North America expect that. I don't know how it is in the UK, so I'm sure it will do well because I think Conor McGregor could sell ice to an Eskimo. But I don't, I don't know exactly that I'm my interest is peaked.
0: I can tell you that I will watch it, and I will pay the four dollars and ninety one cents. Okay. And um, because Conor McGregor is that guy, that I want to hear what he says. He's going to do something cool.
1: Yeah. And I want to see it. What's the you know? I, let me let me retrack that. If it if it is it going to be on Fight Pass? Because no. that's a different story. No, it's not because on Fight because the buying format is a lot easier. But how are you going to buy this and access this? What
0: it'll, is it? It'll be on his his website, Conor McGregor's, yeah, notorious... or something. I don't know. Okay, it, I, I read an article where it said where it was. I I, remember, I recall I recall it being online, but right. I think it's actually some British like like website or
1: something. don't be surprised if there are issues with the live stream don't be surprised
0: why shouldn't why should you be surprised
1: i i think if i were in their situation i would have looked for a bigger outlet to market it on i don't know that i would have of course i got to well, tell you so I,
0: the, from what i read th- this isn't the first time they're doing something like this they've done it for oh. like Elton John
1: for something uh, some other. um, It's going to draw money, yeah. Conor McGregor is a draw anywhere he goes. Um, They would sell a certain amount of buys to watch Conor McGregor brush his teeth. Okay, not as many for an hour long talk, but somebody somebody would pay to watch it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to pay to watch
0: him be interviewed, but. I think it's mainly because I don't want to miss what he has to say. It's called um, Paradigm Sports UK. That's that's uh, that is streaming the interview to a global audience. They say that um, yeah, Notorious After Dark is going to be the club that's a custom built club for this. I'm trying to see it's if... It's just for this event? Um, no, just... I, maybe the club is... I don't know. It says it's a custom-built 1500 capacity nightclub. How do they sell 5,000 tickets then? Well, that's the after party. There's 5,000 tickets sold out to Event City in Manchester. So uh, there's an
1: after party yes. to the Black Tie. This is this is So strange. VIP
0: attendees are entitled to to a three course dinner and all fans will get the chance to party with the UFC Lightweight Champion at the notorious After Dark after party in a custom built fifteen hundred capacity nightclub. That seems strange.
1: Why? Because it's not you? You're not making four dollars and ninety one cents off of everyone? I don't know. I mean, I just it just seems strange to promote this nationally. I think it could no, be a nationally. Times. How's internationally. internationally, okay. Internationally,
0: yeah. Okay. Um,
1: I think it's live point. event
0: ordering has already begun for the live event that will begin on January twenty eighth. Is that when the interview is at nine GMT? What's I that?
1: I I don't know. Nine Gander Mountain time. Gander <laughs> Mountain.
0: There's another sponsor that we could get. Gander Mountain. Do they sell them to make gear?
1: No. No, but we just dropped them for free right now. Drop
0: it like a dog. That one,
1: Gander Mountain. That one is for free. Call us, Gander Mountain. Write to
0: info at octagon twenty four seven octagon two four seven dot com, and uh, let us know you want your next advertisement will be paid.
1: I think I think we need to know some personal details of Ryan Middleton. What is going on in your life right now?
0: What is going on in my life? I leave for Thailand tomorrow. Yep. Very busy. I got to pack. You haven't packed yet. Um, yeah, I've packed some. I got to get it all kind of together. Okay? You know. Um, I have to uh yeah. So got that and then when I get back, I'll be back on the 3rd. We'll do a podcast on the 5th.
1: We'll be back on the 3rd.
0: Yeah. And then I leave so for two weeks. Just about. A little wow. shy.
1: Wow.
0: And then um I on the ninth I leave for um I'm going to Turkey? No. <laughs> no, I'm going with my hungry. wife. Stop. I'm, I'm go- Turkey and
1: hungry, I'm uh...
0: Are you do you want to eat now or something? What's yes, your problem? I'm
1: always every time we go to record, I'm always hungry.
0: Um we're going to where are we going? It's in the
1: Cayman,
0: the Cayman Islands. Yes, we're going to the Cayman Islands, and so then I will um, be back. That's just a short trip. That's just till the twelfth, and then how could you I'm leave on that while.
1: weekend? It's UFC weekend. I know, I'll be watching it down there. I will be. So you'll be missing that. So moment. then I got
0: the cruise in April. That's right. And that'll be during UFC 210. And when is 209?
1: Is that March 20... March 18th? I think it's earlier in the month, isn't it? I don't know. Hopefully this. you'll be around for that one. That that should be a really good... That's shaping up to be a really good card. Yeah. Anderson Silva's on there. I don't know. I mean, is he... He's probably taking fights for money now at this point. Yeah. Well, It's March 4th. March 4th. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
0: It's I knew it was early in the month.
1: That makes sense because we've got two ten April eighth, which she'll be gone. Again. Yeah, I'm that, sorry. That I'm, been I'm
0: traveling too much here.
1: That might, well, I've, I'm going to be traveling a bunch too. I've got. Uh, I'll be doing probably a bunch of trips to Atlanta. I think I got another trip to Vegas. Always trying to one up me. So. <laughs> hey, I'm staying in the country though. I'm not doing. I'm not an international traveler, like Ryan Middleton. So. Moving
0: on, um, you know, we have Tony Ferguson, who is just deciding to be the, the the smack talker. He wants to talk smack against everyone. So here's here's what he says about Khabib. He says they have this. They have their Matt, what, what? What? When are they scheduled to fight? Fourth, 209? Oh, yeah, that, no, it's uh yeah with Woodley Thompson. No, is it? Yeah, it's 209. No. Yeah. Both so, of those
1: fights are on the same card? Yes, and oh, Over,
0: Overeem Hunt's on that card, Oh, that's too.
1: right. Okay, so Anderson Silva is fighting on the 10th of February against Derek Brunson. Mm, yes. A 208? Yes, yes. Yes. I was thinking, okay, I was. I had I my fights mixed
0: up. I don't know anyway. how I keep... Uh, I, don't, I can't keep track of it anymore.
1: 209 is going to be ridiculous. It seems like what's happening is that the UFC does like an A show and a B show. So like if you if you look, it's like 205, A show. 206, to a casual fan at least, no, B show. No, 206
0: was a B show. Okay. But B shows a lot of times become A plus shows like 206 did. True. Because 206 was better than 205. It just was. The fights. What? Yes. 206 was a better fight like, better Natural fights. actual
1: fights. Yeah, better fights than 205. I don't know. That's That Woodley-Thompson fight was pretty good. It was pretty good.
0: I think the rematch will be better. I think so, too. Um, Yeah. So, here's what he says. Back to Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson wants to be a smack talker, apparently. Here's what he says about fighting Khabib. He says, or Habib. Is Someone wants to change his name, I guess. Um, He says, I want to make him quit. I want to push and grind him so hard that I have to look at him and tell him, are you done? Have you had enough? Because I'm tired. Yeah, well, I can tell you that's not going to be on the ground. (laughs) So that's what Khabib does to guys on the ground. Like, literally, he did that to Michael Johnson. He was talking to him, his last opponent before that. He was talking to him, like saying, I need this. I need this fight. You might as well just give up now, like that kind of thing. So that, that was odd. And then he talks smack on Connor. He says, is Connor going to defend his belt, that little expletive, B-word? He says, probably not. He's talking to Brett Okamoto of ESPN. He's got to run. Go ahead. Go run. Go try to box. You'll get your butt kicked there, too. And when you're ready to come back, they're going to strip your belt. And at 155, I'm going to be holding it. And you're going to be like, oh, I want my belt back. And this and that. I don't give a expletive crap. The fight, the real fight, is between Conor? No. Conor, sorry, buddy. The fight's between Khabib and Ferguson.
1: Well, I mean, K- Khabib's got to get through, or Habib. now <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. He's got to get through Ferguson first. I don't know when Connor's gonna fight again though. I'm I'm kinda nervous to talk about Connor McGregor in the fighting sense. Who knows when that is? Well, I think I, I don't think it'll be much later than like fall. So. That that probably makes sense. I mean you've got John Jones returning in the summer. That's gonna be a big draw. You just don't wanna go too long without some sort of a big draw, in my opinion. To keep casual... F- you know, look, anything is habitual, right? You get into the habit of watching UFC pay-per-views. You've got a place to go, whether it's family, friends, bar, whatever it is. And if you do too many uh, stinker of a shows in a row, it's not good. It gets people out of the habit of, you know... At least now, it's like, this one's really good. This one mm, doesn't have the, the star players, but there's great fights, Right? keeps people engaged well that's the thing is like when you miss
0: a fight like ufc 206 it makes you think wow these are only once a month i just can't miss them yeah because you never know when they're going to be fantastic and i thought ufc 206 was my favorite fight card of the year it was awesome as as a matter of fact it was one of my favorite fight cards in a while because it just had great fights they were great matchups It was a great card put together by our boys Sean Shelby and and I don't know if um uh uh he just retired oh White Joe Joe Silva um was a part of putting that card together still or not but um I thought there were great matchups and you know it just came together and it just we had back to back two fights that were like phenomenal. And to have two phenomenal fights back to back. And that's not including the main event, which was another great fight. I don't even remember the main event. Yeah, that's because you didn't even watch the fight. What? You weren't you didn't watch two
1: o six. I watched two oh six. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. That was the one fight with uh, Cub Swanson. Yeah, you said you Cub. could. Run. I could. He he says I could watch that round on replay for forever. forever, endless loop, endless loop. That's right. And then they they did it two more times. It was awesome. <laughs> who so who, who was the main event? I can't even remember. Um, oh, why do you got to put me on the spot? <laughs> I'm not even thinking. You love the card so much. Well, it wasn't. I can tell you, it wasn't Cormier because I think Cormier got hurt. Right. He was supposed to fight. Uh, it was Holloway and Pettis. Holloway and Pettis. That fight was forgettable. Uh, I don't think it was forgettable. Uh, I forgot about
0: it. So did you? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but Cerrone and and Brown was the second fight. That, that was, was a good great fight. fight. Korean Swanson.
1: Superboy and Cub Swanson. That was a great fight. And
0: then, and then Kelvin Gastelum looked great in that in in a, in his middleweight fighting his middleweight. Tim Kennedy, that's going to be his last fight ever, most likely.
1: Right. he's retiring again.
0: Um, so I thought that was a great...
1: I a thought great it was, benefit. yeah. Especially for not really... For me, it didn't have the draw as a casual fan. Yeah. I thought it was a good card. Um, so we're
0: on to our, our new feature of the show. And we're calling it Fancast Flashback. And we're going to take a look at some significant, historically significant UFC fights. Um, There are going to be some fights that were super important for the organization. There are also going to be some fights that were just amazing fights. And with this new series, uh, we are going to start it all off with probably the most significant... Fight in the history of UFC and maybe even the history of MMA, and that fight is Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin. Although if you watch this, Stephen Bonner, Stephen Bonner would be who they who, uh, um, Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. Yeah. Your brain working tonight? I'm having (laughs) name I'm having name issues tonight. um, Who Bruce Buffer? Called him Stephen twice. Yeah, uh, a lot of
1: celebrities like... in the crowd. Yeah, Kevin James, Michael Duncan Clark. So each and Michael every Clark Duncan, which e... one?
0: Yeah, one of <laughs> the two. One
1: of those two. Each week we are going
0: to co- We are going to t- discuss um, a different fight, and and we'll have watched these fights prior to this discussion. We are also going to encourage you to go to octagon247.com and there will be a link put up there for UFC Fight Pass. Go to that link to sign up for UFC Fight Pass. Watch these fights ahead of listening to the podcast with us. We'll tell you tonight who we're going to preview next week and we're probably going to decide that on the fly because we haven't determined that yet. (laughs) You're going to determine that on the fly. I will determine that on the fly. And... um. And it might be Gracie Shamrock. Let's just say that the, that next week we're going to talk about Hoist Gracie, Frank, uh, Ken Shamrock at UFC 1. The first, one, first time they fought. I think it was UFC 1. We'll, we'll talk about that fight. Uh, and the historic significance of that fight, that event. Uh, very much to talk about that. But we'll actually have that... In two weeks, because I'm not going to be here next week. It remains to be seen if Sahara will be able to get. Uh, we'll 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 put a podcast together. That'll have to be a solo cast because I don't think you can be here. Right, you'll be out of town. I'll be out of town. We may not be with you next week, but but the following that might really drop us in the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, well, we will have to. Uh, I'm really encouraged. I think Sahara can do it, but let's not put that pressure on him because he is pretty much... He's recovering. One of the the older people (laughs) on this planet.
1: Um, I think I saw him on a poster for a shingles vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) So, taking a look at this
0: fight. So, to set some... um, some background: The UFC had been bought by Zufa a couple years earlier, and um, and the the Fertitas named Dana White the president, and he was running the organization along with you know they were doing some of the work, but but Dana White was the front man and the lead man, and they had been losing millions of dollars, and you know it started to really think you know is this was this a good investment is this something we need to just cut our losses here as they're losing millions and so uh they got a show on spike tv and um the original concept was something about featuring dana white and they got into the reality show concept of fighting for a job is pretty much the the thing and and that led to the ultimate fighter so this show is runs on TV and gets real good ratings. Uh, it's picked up on Spike TV and and it, and it and people are really for a Spike show are really tuning in. And it came time for is this after Raw? The is it
1: broadcasted after Raw?
0: The, are you talking about the, the tough, s- enough.
1: Or, uh, tough enough or tough enough?
0: The Ultimate, the ultimate fighter, fighter, like the season. Yes, was it? it was after Raw for partial season. Partial season. How'd From my my memory tells me that at some point during the season, Vince McMahon said, "I don't want this on after here anymore." Pretty much, yeah. And and they and got moved and it. they moved it to the to a, to a different night. Yeah. Um, which I think it, if memory serves me right, it moved to like Wednesday night. Okay. Um, and so and which memory probably doesn't serve me right, but <laughs> um, that was twelve years ago so and being as young as i am that means i was i was really young then unlike sahara he was 64 so the ufc is really struggling and the show starts and they go through the show and it comes to the conclusion which is the ultimate fighter finale and it is a very highly watched show it is one of the higher watch shows in its and its um time slot. I think it beat a lot of other shows and was a pretty normal fight night of fights until the co-main event, which was the fight between Um Forrest Griffin and I'm having serious Stefan n- Bonner. Steph, Stephen Bonner. <laughs> So we we come to this fight, and um, this is really, truly a case of the right fight at the right time because these two guys, the premise of the show was these guys are fighting for their job. They're fighting for a job and a contract with the UFC, and that's exactly how they fought. They left it all out there. They left it all out there. These two guys, it wasn't always – it didn't always look like two professional athletes. There were times where it was a little little sloppy. sloppy.
1: Yeah, And there were times when it – I kind of like that grittiness, though, because it's different than – the such I feel like a lot of because the MMA style of fighting right it used to be hey let's see if the the boxer can beat the karate guy right now it's like there's a style for MMA and it's a combination of all the styles and that is the style now but for those guys it was still a little bit raw it was they didn't have quite the technique that you'll see on on a polished pay-per-view so I kind of like the gritty factor I actually almost missed some of that so these two guys
0: went at it for three straight rounds and left it all out there. heart, Their heart, blood, and soul. And as a matter of fact, this fight was so good so early that it got a standing ovation from the crowd two minutes into the first round. The, the, there Joe was,
1: Rogan said it was the best round he's ever seen.
0: Yeah, and it was just something else. If you've never seen the Stephen Bonner Forrest Griffin fight, and you are an MMA fan, you gotta watch this. Now, you'll notice that Forrest Griffin looks a lot younger because he was a lot younger. <laughs> Dana White, his head is like four hat sizes smaller. <laughs> um, you know, there is a lot of differences, and it's it was cool to see watching Dana White during the fight and after the fight. Like the guy could not. Quit smiling, he had dollar signs in his eyes. He could <laughs> not quit smiling. He knew that this was something special, although, there's no possible way that anyone could know how significant this fight was because this was a fight that changed. That uh, this fight in itself changed the, the trajectory of the sport. And certainly changed the trajectory of the company. So
1: timing and talent are so important, right? They got the timing right in that they had the eyeballs. But then they also delivered. Kind of like for 205. I didn't know what to expect going into that, Conor McGregor. But it delivered. All the hype set up and he killed Eddie Alvarez. That's the same thing we saw here. They hyped it up. This is, you know, UFC is here and it's a great form of sport and entertainment and they had the platform and then these two just gave it everything they left nothing in the tank it was all out there
0: so there were there were standing and trading there were muay thai clinches and knees there were you know just totally unloading with wild shots there was takedowns there was even one point where both guys just flopped to the ground and I I didn't even see like any kind of takedown attempt. This was a fight, um, that was exactly what the UFC needed in the spot that it needed it in. And those two guys delivered. And that is why Forrest Griffin and, and Stefan Bonner will always have a special place in UFC history and and the allure with Dana White, the fertitas, because they needed something to change
1: that was the catalyst,
0: yeah, they needed something to change the trajectory of where the company and the sport were headed, and this was the
1: fight that single handedly did it and did did Bonner do anything after no, um he had a, really... like a
0: like a five hundred career in the u f c he had like fifteen fights. Um, but it doesn't matter because that fight was what was needed to get correct to build a platform, and and they they both fought uh, a legend and and got um, legendized by those legends.
1: <laughs> I think you made that
0: one up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a word anyone who knows what I'm talking about they did get (laughs) so when Forrest Griffin fought Anderson Silva that's a legendary ending yeah and when Stefan Bonner you wanted me to ask if he pooped his pants fought Bones Jones (laughs) wait I I did want you to ask (laughs) you
1: wanted me to ask Forrest Griffin when we talked to him? Forrest we spent we spent we spent a good amount of. he was a good guy we talked about a lot of things
0: so very cool was when um what the catalyst of octagon 24 7 was uh three friends travel from pittsburgh to cleveland to go to ufc 203 and are happened to be in the same hotel as all the fighters that being us and um and that's what brought this all together um and so one of the people we spent a lot of time with was forrest griffin and what a great guy he spent tons of time with us was willing to talk with these little peons um who were just fans that had traveled from pittsburgh and now we uh we've started a podcast and uh we're we're moving the needle. Moving the needle. Moving the needle, and move the needle we will. That'll wrap us up. That was our first FanCast flashback. We'll be back with you in two weeks with another FanCast flashback. Remember to watch Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock 1 from UFC 1. I'm going to just verify that um, as we uh, wrap the show up. Thanks for covering for me. Jim would have
1: picked up the top. Uh, Jim totally would have picked up. I, I just wanted to make you sweat.
0: Oh, I just wanted to make you sweat. So it was UFC 1, I think.
1: Still verifying, folks. I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was. In fact, yeah, because Shamrock had like those uh, bright red Speedos. Yeah, and the, like little tight ones. Yeah, what the heck? I mean,. Uh, what was his background? Was he a wrestler or
0: what? Yeah, we're going to talk about that fight, the significance of it. He was a, he was a wrestler. Okay.
1: Um well,
0: you'd think he would have wore a singlet or something, not like red Speedos. Well, he's, so I think he wrestled like in high school and stuff, but then he went into like grappling. Was he like a swimmer? Because <laughs> they looked like him Speedos and, to him me. And, him and Greg Louganis were hanging out all the time. <laughs> Alright, so that wraps us up for this episode of MMA Fancast. Remember, please after you end this podcast subscribe. and uh, Rate,
1: we, review, and subscribe.
0: As Terry Dacre would say <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> but no, we, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, feel free to contact us any method, any method available to you. We want to hear back from you. Rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, we look forward to being back with you. I will not be back with you next week. Maybe. Jim Sahara Mooney. Sahara. will be a solo, well, solo cast. Solo. We can't hear. You. Solo. We can't hear you. And uh, and we'll and I will be back with you in two weeks. So have a great. Great couple weeks, and catch on the flip side. God bless.
1: Mexico
0: What about Albuquerque, New Mexico?
1: No, I've heard it's good to test it. This should be an Easter egg.
0: Albuquerque, New Mexico.